Brother Savala, we're glad you're here. Come take your liberty tonight. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. I was seeing what the Holy Ghost was going to do there. Amen. If you was looking for a blowout service, you missed your opportunity. Hallelujah. Praise God. Turn with me, if you would. We're going to go to two passages of scriptures. Number chapter 12, the book of Numbers chapter 12, and then Acts, the 19th chapter. Amen, amen. Praise God. What a privilege to be in the house of the Lord, to be with God's folks. Amen. The saints of God. Praise God. The Bible says we're called to be saints. Amen. Someone said, how do you get to be a saint? Well, you get to be a saint by being born again and then being a disciple. Amen. You don't have to pay a whole bunch of money. You don't have to have a, a day named after you. Amen. Nobody votes you in. Amen. You become a saint by being born again of the water and the spirit. Amen. Praise God. It's just that simple. Amen. You become a disciple of his, you'll become a saint. Amen. And so it's just that easy, and I'm thankful to be a saint of God and amongst the saints of God. Praise God. Numbers chapter 12, most likely a very familiar portion of Scripture. We're just going to read a couple verses. We'll come back to the story. Numbers chapter 12 and verse number 10. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Acts chapter 19, Acts the 19th chapter, and verse number 11. Acts 19 and verse 11. Amen. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs, or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them, which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Siva, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are ye? And the man in whom the devil or the evil spirit was leaped upon them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And the Bible says, and this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. God, we ask you to help us over the next little while here tonight. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, God, for all the, that you have done to this point, Jesus. God, the preparation of the Spirit, O oh Lord, for those, O oh Lord, that were willing. And God, I ask you, Lord, that you would speak to us in a very mighty way. We love you in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I know that you're probably thinking, how in the world do these two passages of Scripture uh, relate? And, um, and so in Numbers, the 11th or 12th chapter, uh, you have a lady that we're introduced to named Miriam, uh, and she is white as snow. Uh, and then in Acts chapter 19, uh, you have seven men that are not up to their spiritual height. And so uh, for just a little while this night, I want to preach, teach, however it goes, uh, on the subject Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. 
Amen. Praise God. Now, it's going to be more than just a cute little title. That title is just to help you to remember. Amen, amen. I realize that this is uh, not a typical revival message, and especially after what we were just experiencing, and uh, pastor doing his best to try to get all of us uh, in tune with what the Holy Ghost wants to do in a service. And part of the reason why that it didn't take off like it probably could have uh, is because of some of what we're going to preach about tonight. And so uh, Exodus here, or rather Numbers chapter 12, Numbers the 12th chapter, we read the passage of Scripture uh, that we're seeing the culmination of uh, a few events that take place. Miriam is the sister of uh, Moses. She is the older sister of Moses. She is, uh, we could say in some respects, uh, the one that helped uh, Moses to, to be able to reconnect with his mother. Moses was the baby that was born. Uh, and the Bible lets us know that Pharaoh uh, wanted to kill all of the Hebrew boys. And so uh, the mother puts him in a basket made of bulrushes and puts him in the, in the Nile River there. Uh, and we don't know if, uh, if the little girl knew what was coming. Uh, or how she planted or she just happened to be in the right place at the right time. We don't know all those things. Uh, but we do know uh, that she was at the place, at the right place, at the right time when Pharaoh's daughter came and found that little baby crying uh, there in the bulrushes. And when he, she took him out, we don't know the baby's name before it came out of the water. Amen. Praise God. But we know the name when it come out of the water. Praise God. Just real quick, I'm just going to tell you, I, I haven't preached this message in a long time. It's been probably three, four years. And, uh, and, and just looking amongst the crowd, knowing those folks are tuned in, uh, I'd like to preach on baptism in Jesus' name. I'd like to teach on some or preach on some of the more what we call evangelistic uh, doctrines. Uh, so I'm just going to throw this in there. It doesn't matter what your name is before you're baptized. It only matters what it is when you come up out of the water. Praise God. The Bible didn't, God didn't think it was important enough to let us know what Moses' name was before. But we know what his name was afterwards. And so this lady, this girl, Miriam, is responsible uh, for giving some direction to Pharaoh's daughter uh, and then also responsible from that point uh, for Moses being able to go back to his mother for a season. And so it is now Moses has come. He's, he's the deliverer. And they are walking uh, or going traveling to the Canaan land. Uh, and here uh, there's, there's a, a little problem that arises. The Bible lets us know in chapter 12 here in verse 1 that uh, Moses and uh, Aaron and, and Miriam, Aaron and Miriam got together uh, and they were mad at Moses. They got mad at him. Uh, folks that get mad at the preacher uh, and have a problem with the pastor and have a problem with the ministry. Uh, it's usually something that the issue that they actually say that they're mad about, it's usually something way back over somewhere else. Uh, and this issue here, it, it wasn't that Moses was immoral. It wasn't that Moses uh, was a bad man. It wasn't, it, it wasn't any of that. They just didn't like his wife. His wife was the wrong color. Uh, and so the Bible said that he had married an Ethiopian uh, wife. And so uh, this, this caused them great angst. And it finally comes 
up. I'm just going to tell you that if you've got hidden things in your life, and particularly uh, bitterness, and you have, and you harbor hatred or you harbor anger, it's going to come up sooner or later. Amen, amen. You walk with God long enough. Try to walk with God. Uh, God's going to address the hidden things. And so the Bible lets us know that Miriam and Aaron, they, they come against uh, Moses. And we see here uh, how God feels about it. Matter of fact, they, they got to the place where they said, well, we feel we get dreams and visions just like Moses does. The problem is, is when God talks to him, he said, let me tell you something. I talk to Moses differently than I do you. You're just kind of, for lack of a better phrase, you're just running the bill. I'll use anybody. I'll use you. But when I want to talk to somebody that's going to lead you out of Egypt and into the Canaan land, when I give somebody some commands and some, and some directions for your life, I'm not going to talk to them that way. I talk to them face to face. The Bible lets us know that, that this, this lady and, and uh, brother, they, uh, they are upset and God gets upset because when you come against uh, the ministry, uh, it's not long. He may tolerate it for a while. This stuff was deep-seated. It took a while for it to manifest. But when it did, the Lord's going to deal with it. He said, I, I want to tell you something. He said, uh, we're going to the glory. The Bible said, depart for a minute. And, uh, and, then, and then the Bible lets us know that leprosy came upon Miriam. Not everything that's white is holy. It may have a holy sound. It may, it may dress up in a holy way. It may even say some of the right things. Years ago I was pastoring and boy, I'd have them come in every once in a while. I, I always kind of, it, it was humorous in, in, a, in a sad way. But they'd come and say, Pastor, I've been praying. God spoke to me. God told me to do thus and so. And then they would use the Bible verse to work out their own salvation with fear. But they didn't use fear and trembling. They never could. I'm working out my own salvation. You work it out by yourself, you're going to end up in a bad place. The Bible said with fear and with trembling. We live, oh my God, have mercy. That we live in a generation today, and thank God for all those that are able to, you're able to listen online and, and all of that. But there's, there, we, we live in a generation that has so many options. We can go preacher shopping. We can go church shopping. We don't even got to go to church. We just listen online, and we'll plug in over here and plug in over there. No, I'm not going to be accountable to anybody. Boy, I like that preacher and I like that one over there. But when you really need something from God, who's the preacher that visits you in the hospital? Who's the preacher uh, that comes along uh, and says, hey, you can make it? Uh, who's the preacher uh, that comes and helps you out of your problem? Who's the preacher uh, that when something goes wrong, I need somebody to pray for me? It ain't gonna be everybody you're listening to everywhere. It ain't going to be everybody you're going and getting opinions from. And the Bible said this leprosy hit her. And when it hit her, she's white as snow. That's leprosy in its last stages. God wasn't playing around. You want to play around with holiness? You want to play around with, with holy things? Then, then I'm going to let you know what I think about people that are faking. 
I'll let you know what I think about folks that come against the things that I have instituted. The Bible says she became leprous white as snow. And now Aaron, who, and evidently, we don't know, but it would seem since she got the harsher punishment, she may have been at the instigation of it. But it does something to Aaron. Aaron's knees start knocking. All of a sudden, two, two people that was against their brother, see, that's all they looked at it as. It's just, a, we remember when we burped you. We remember, man, if it hadn't have been for me, Moses, uh, you wouldn't even be leading anything. But you don't understand, Miriam. Uh, it's never been about you. God used you. Uh, but God had a purpose for this man right here. And all of a sudden, two people that when they first approached the things, the, the holiness of God and the, and the ministry, they're going to straighten everything out. Well, if it was me, here's what I'd do. That's why it ain't you. Boy, if I, if I was the pastor here, don't he know this situation over here? Yeah, but he probably knows a whole bunch of stuff you don't know. And you don't want him shouting out all your business, so don't have him shouting out everybody else's business. Well, you don't understand how I've been treated and I was hurt over here. and I was, But that ain't the case right now. Somewhere you got to get past that because if you're not careful, uh, that secret stuff that you got buried down in there, it's going to turn into leprosy. Uh, it'll kill you. Leprosy is a type of sin in the Bible. You don't know what somebody's done to me. Uh, I can't do anything about it, but somewhere you're going to have to say, God, uh, I can't do anything about this, uh, but I've got a man of God. Uh, I've got a somebody that's looking out for me. Uh, and God, uh, whatever i got to do, uh, I'm going to be in line uh, with the authority that God's put in my life. So, notice the passage. Oh, I just, I'm seeing, I'm seeing faces and people. You know how that is, Pastor. Just go through your mind. And folks, that one lady, one lady that came into a Saturday night prayer meeting. One of our sisters met her, I believe it was at the laundromat or somewhere. She said, there's something different about you. What is it? Oh, I got the Holy Ghost. God's doing good things. She came to a Saturday night prayer meeting. Got the Holy Ghost like that. She comes back on Sunday morning, and she's got her whole family with her. Got her husband and four or five kids. I can't even remember how many, but it was a big family. Man, that, that husband, he said after the service, he said, listen, I don't know what you all did to my wife, but she ain't been able to sleep. All she's been able to do is take drugs and all that to even sleep. And last night was the first night she was able to sleep the entire night. God healed her. She didn't go back to that mess. He said, man, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on here. But man, uh, uh, whatever it is, man, I, I, I want, it's not long before three of her kids uh, got baptized in Jesus' name, got the Holy Ghost. Uh, he got baptized. But about five months into it, Pastor, man, they're just, they loved the preacher. They loved everything about the church. But one issue was mentioned in a church service. And I heard her say it. I ain't getting rid of that. She said it publicly. I just I act like I didn't hear it. 
three months. She's out of the church. Takes her kids with her. Sin will kill you. I talked to the pastor, the pastor of the church. Now we talk. You know the only person that's living for God is that husband. She divorced her husband. Whole family fell apart. But in those five months, pastor, that lady, there was over 20 of her family members that came through them doors and the Holy Ghost ministered to. But get crossways, one little issue. God heals a body. God brings a family together. God does all kinds of wonderful things. Oh, I like it. But one little issue gets down there in the spirit. And I'd rather die of leprosy. I'd rather watch my family end in destruction. And say, God, if all it costs is that one little thing over there for everything you've done, my God, I'm sorry. Get it out. Get it out. Let me. I, I don't. I'm not interested in being Snow White. I'm interested in having the purity of holiness that only comes when I'm consecrated to you. Notice. Notice. Aaron, all of a sudden. His knees begin to knock. Oh, and notice what he said, I believe. He said, oh, my Lord. Alas, verse 11, and Aaron said unto Moses, alas, my Lord. When I first approached you, you're just my kid brother. When I first approached you, you're just the preacher. But now all of a sudden, I see God doing the work. And now, oh, my Lord, forgive me. And now the preacher that they disdained. The preacher. It's kind of like, I'm just telling, I just know, I know for a fact God wants me to preach this. It's like, it's like family members, they, they don't want the preacher to do anything with their kids. You ain't going to tell me how to raise my kids, nothing like that. And let the kid get to be about teenage years. And now all of a sudden you want somebody to come in their life and now you want them to help them out but you done destroyed everything. You've been ripping them up. And, 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 and now I want you to try and help but you destroyed everything I could have done. But now, Moses, would you pray to God? He's mad at us. Our sister's about to die. And now all of a sudden the guy they didn't like steps in to be the intercessor. Oh, thank God. Moses didn't say, well, she's getting what she deserves. Thank God there's a ministry that takes it on the chin because, God, these are your people. Uh, and I don't want to see anybody go to hell. I don't want to see anybody go. And so they take it. Uh, it hurts them. Uh, it hurts their heart. Uh, it keeps them up at night. Uh, it wrestles. I'm telling you, I, I'm just going to say, uh, I, I know there's folks listening online right now, and it may be some of you uh, that it keeps your pastor up. Uh, and you don't still think it's a big deal. I don't have to come that often. I and your pastor's up, uh, and he's interceding. God, uh, just give them another opportunity. Uh, God, uh, let them hear this word. Uh, God, uh, let it get down into them. So, and so, now if I was just preaching in a, in a way to the churches, we could stop and talk about Miriam. God hears him. 
God hears Moses, but he, but he says she's going to be set aside. And for seven days, the forward momentum and revival for the church is held up in the desert. For somebody to get their spirit right. For somebody to be able, you know, sometimes that's what, you know, a, a sinner, sinners cannot stop the flow of God. In the middle of revival services, and when folks, what the, 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 the spirit that was here just a minute ago, and, and the way the pastor was trying to lead us into a different place. There ain't a sinner in the world coming. There ain't a drug addict. There's somebody filled with the devil can't come in here and shut that down. But some saints, carnal reasoning, can shut down what God's wanting to do in a service. I'll just give, I'll just give a little bit. You, you, you're gonna have to push a whole lot harder. You're gonna, rather than God, whatever you want to do. And if you're not careful, that'll stop the flow of what God's wanting to do. So look at your neighbor and say, don't be snow white. I could stay there for a while, but I'm not going to. So we come to Acts chapter 19. Acts, the 19th chapter. Powerful passage of Scripture. The Apostle Paul in the early portion of Acts chapter 19 runs into uh, disciples of John the Baptist. And he asks them two questions. First two questions is, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? The next question is, well then, first they said, we've not even heard of the Holy Ghost. and said, how are you baptized? So he's baptized like John. The mark of someone that is truly wanting to live for God and a true disciple, when they hear truth beyond what little bit they may have, they embrace it and say, I'm going to obey it. And so this is how it opens. But there's not a great revival that happens right there. There's great opposition that comes to Paul during that time. And the Bible, the, the passage that we, that we came to, uh, the Bible lets us know that the Apostle Paul, he was, he was handkerchiefs was going out from him. And, and there, was, there was some miracles taking place. But, but it, wasn't, it wasn't moving like, like we would want it to. Uh, and so uh, we come upon the story that we read that there was seven sons of one Siva, uh, a priest of some sort, and he was, he was a Jew. The Bible calls them vagabonds. Everyone say vagabond. Vagabond Jews. That word vagabond, uh, it means to wander around aimless they are their own person he wasn't a real priest he just appointed himself a priest he was the priest of his own family there's a big false doctrine that's gone through uh, different places where I'm the priest of my home and so they think that that's because that's false doctrine number one number two well I'm the priest of my home so therefore whatever the man of God has to say I'll interpret it for my house. You won't find that in the scripture. It sounds good. 
It makes people sound like they're empowered. But the Bible lets us know God has a direct chain of command. It goes from the spirit of the Lord to the pastor, from the pastor to the husband, the husband to the wife, and then to the children and spreads out. We don't, need to, we don't like hearing that today in this world, especially with all the options online and everywhere else. But it's still right. So the Bible says he was a, he was a Jew, but he was a wanderer. He, uh, he, had, he had his own little bag of tricks. And they, there were seven sons. And evidently, Pastor, they, they dabbled in spiritual things. Beware of the dabblers. Beware of those that float from place to place, wander around. Beware of those spirits, and you'll find them. You'll find them on the internet. You'll find them everywhere. Man, I, I, you got to be real careful about who you befriend on the internet. Well, their family. They're going to take you to with their wandering spirit far out somewhere that you never dreamed you'd end up. You need to cut them off. Well, it's going to hurt their feelings. I want to see them saved. Let me just tell you something. If they mock the things of God, uh, if they're tearing down this church, uh, if they're tearing down the pastor, cut them off. It is not the will of God uh, for you to listen to those voices. Why would you want to listen and try to be have the voices of somebody speak into your life uh, that they don't even feed you? Uh, they don't even come and try and help you. And I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's Facebook or Instagram or InstaFace or whatever it is. So I I I don't want to be. I want to be a Christian. Hey, sometimes the most Christian thing you'll do is cut somebody off. You don't believe that? Read your Bible. The Lord God, it come in flesh, Jesus said, I came to set at odds or variance a, a husband and a wife, a, a brother and a sister. The Lord said he came. I came to put a sword. He said, well, I thought he loves. Oh, he does love. But he loves those that love him. If you don't love him, he's not going to have too much to do with you. The Bible said, I hate sin. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. I don't hate people, sister. But I got family members. All of my, on my mom's side, all of them got the Holy Ghost, been baptized in Jesus' name at some point. They ain't my friends. They don't want nothing. They, 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 they tear down the church. They tear down everything about it. They mock. Brother, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to Joseph Allen. I come out of a broken home. I come out of a foster home. You think I want to go back to that mess? You think I want them spirits around me? Oh, I love them. I pray for them just about every day. But I ain't talking to them. If all they're going to do, and that's what they do, tear down and rip up. They're wandering around out there. They're priests to themselves. All I have time for. I want to be saved. I want to be saved. Above all else, the scripture said, I must be saved. My heart goes out to you young people. Because on these types of issues, 
it's easy for me because I remember days where I remember going months and probably years without taking one picture. I didn't take no pictures. I didn't have something that was on my hip all the time. And, and I, I didn't feel like I had to answer a call. All the time. I had none of that stuff. Some of us that are older know that. It was pay phones. Oh, God, have mercy. And if you was trying to date somebody and they was on the other side of the freeway, it was long distance. Please deposit 15 more cents for an additional three minutes. Whole paycheck, ching, ching, ching. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Instant gratification. Instant communication. Instant whatever you want. If you're not careful, it, that's a wondering spirit that'll cause you to wonder. All of, oh, forget all of the evil stuff that you can get involved in on the internet. You can just start wondering all over the place. Oh, it's happened to everybody, including this preacher. You went to go get on for one thing, and all of a sudden you're looking at this, and you're looking at that, and you're looking at this. I'm not talking about porn and all that. I'm just a wasting time. I'm wondering all over the place. And then I wonder why I don't have time to pray, and I don't have time to fast. I don't have time to outreach. I don't have time because I got a hold of a wondering spirit. The scripture said these are seven sons. And the Bible lets us know that they, they decided they was going to dabble in spiritual things. Evidently, they had some form of success because it wasn't their first rodeo. And so and they had a little formula that they used. And the Bible lets us know. They said, uh, they got to this man that had a demonic spirit. And they said, we adjure thee by Jesus whom Paul preached. If you're going to be involved in spiritual things, you might as well name drop. We adjure thee the name of Jesus whom Paul preacheth. And every time I read this passage of scripture, I, I laugh. And you already know my mind works somewhat weird anyways. But it's almost like there's some type of directory in hell. That the spirits went and looked up. Seven. Oh, that's not in there. Sons of Siva. No. Seven sons. Hey, we ain't got to listen to them. They ain't in the directory. How bad is it when folks have learned to dabble and they've had a little little spiritual success in some things, but they finally run up against a spirit that ain't afraid of them. They run up against something uh, that ain't, it, it don't bother them at all. Matter of fact, I look at you and laugh. You know why? Because you're dabbling in things you ain't even got a clue of what you're, you're over there. Oh, you're going to name drop. You're going to say, well, I adjure thee in, in Jesus' name. Whom Paul preaches, Jesus I know, and Paul I know. But who are you? And the Bible said that the spirit that was in that man, using the man, leapt upon them. Tore them. They ran out of the house naked. Well, I just hit that right there since I'm right here. It's just probably for the folks listening in or your CD ministry. It don't apply to nobody here. But isn't it amazing that whenever folks get involved with spirits, demonic spirits, that one of the hallmarks of it is it messes with their clothing and they're naked. 
read it in just about every scripture when, when it's demonic spirits. It's trying to destroy the body. It's trying to take things off the body. And we live in a world that is no shame. Just I got all kinds of pride. And that's not the way of the, of the Lord. The Bible said a proud and haughty spirit go before a fall. I'm not looking to undress. I'm looking to be clothed in humility. I'm looking to be clothed and in my right mind. There's deliverance for some folks here tonight. And so, these seven sons of Siva, they learned, they learned the hard way. We don't know what happened to them. We don't know if they was converted. We don't know anything other than the last snapshot of them was hightailing it down the road. Boogity, boogity. Hallelujah. what the Bible said. <laughs> I'm going to lose some of you the rest of this message right now. Everyone say seven. Seven sons. Whatever was up on Siva, that father that learned to wonder, got transferred to seven boys. The things that you do, ma'am, sir, whoever is here and whoever may be listening. The things that you do, the model that you set for your children will often be how they turn out. They learn to become dabblers. They never really learn how to respond expressively and totally. Or they see somebody that does at church service, but they're a different person at home because they're given to wondering in their spirit. And so you wonder why they, they can't break through. Wonder why? Because there's confusion. And the Lord's not the author of confusion. And so that lets us know that the enemy is working. So, so we could look at these seven sons. And Brother Goff, if you'd help me here, uh, I might have you read some scriptures for me. If you'll go to here, here's a little list right here for you too. You can, you can read these. And tell, tell them what it is so that way they can put it on the movie, I mean on the screen up there. Amen. And, uh, and so... Uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 14 is where we're going to go first. If you have a Bible, open it and look in your scripture. Amen. Don't be, don't be too lazy in church. Amen. First, the first, if you'll allow me to apply this spirit, this first son, this first wandering son. The Bible doesn't give us their names. So we're going to, we're going to transpose some names. Sleepy, the spirit of sleepiness. Read, if you were, Ephesians 5 and 14. Wherefore he saith, yes. Awake thou that sleepest, yes. and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Wake up. Look at your neighbor say, wake up. We live in a world that is casual. We live in a world that wants everything to be comfortable. 
And when you have that combination, it always ends in casualties. The scripture says to wake up, arise. If you're going to live for the Lord, if you're going to be a disciple of his, you have to be awake. Amen. There has to be something in you and not just, not just spiritually. I've met folks that they, they're so spiritual, they're no earthly good. They can talk in tongues and, and, and not hold down a job. They can talk in tongues, can't get out of bed in the morning. They can talk in tongues, they, they can feel the Spirit do all kinds of stuff, but can't do anything practical. And it makes a mockery of the things of God. Bible said, wherefore, he saith, awake thou that sleepeth and arise from the dead. Arise from dead works. Arise from the thoughts and the intents of the heart that would, that would stop you and keep you asleep in a, like a narcotic effect. Get rid of your vaping. Amen. Well, that's good preaching. The Bible says in Christ, shall give thee light. Christ shall give thee. Do you want light today? If you want light, if you really want light, you'll wake up. But if you just want to sleepwalk through life, just welfare, spiritual welfare. What can Jesus give me? I'll just lay here and just pamper me and change me and burp me and but I don't, you know, it's interesting that the scripture says it this way. In one place, he said, he said, if you uh, have the spirit, let us also, if we're alive in the spirit, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk, which would indicate you can be alive and not walk. But how long do you want to be in that condition? When a child is very young, we, we can't wait for him to walk. People got little clips all the time and they want to show you all their little kids walking. They're like, you ain't seen a kid walk before. But anyways, uh, and so, but, but you can't wait for them to start tottering around. And then when they really start going, it drives all the parents nuts. Couldn't wait for them to start walking. Now you can't, you just sit down. But if they don't start, there's a problem. Because we understand that if this kid never walks, they're, they're not going to be able to have a whole lot of success in life. There's some things they're not going to be able to do, places they're not going to be able to go. Now, I know we live, in a, we live in the United States in a different world today, and so now we make accommodations for all the handicaps and all that kind of stuff, and, and God bless, thank God. Uh, but that's one of the reasons why we don't see a whole lot of miracles, because people don't need to be healed anymore. And the Bible, I mean, you don't need a miracle if you can live off the government and all kinds of other pensions and programs and all that kind of stuff. You don't need a miracle. You don't need Jesus for that. And so, but, but that being said, if, if the child doesn't start walking, you're going to get concerned. And then you have to accept some things in life. But the Lord says if you live in the Spirit, it's time to walk. It's time for some folks to start walking. What if I fall? Well, what if you make it all the way to the doorway? Well, what if I trip and I fall down and get back up? But it's time to walk. Aren't you just tired of just, are you tired of just living, just existing? God, I'm going to walk with you. Let me walk with you, Jesus. But in order to do all that, you got to wake up. 
Now, see, if you all have been smart, I, I'm aware I'm trying to hurry. It's 9 o'clock. If you all have been smart, you all just shouted and done all kinds of stuff, and we wouldn't be here. And, uh, but he gave it to me at 8, 8.30 almost, so um, we're going to preach. Amen. Now, James chapter 5, 13 through 16. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Yeah. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer it's of the easy. Go ahead. And the prayer of faith shall raise him up. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise them up. Yes. And if any have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. So, son, spirit number two, sneezy. Child gets sick, and the whole family has to stay home to blow the kid's nose. <laughs> Notice what it says. Is any a sick among you? Let him pray. Let him pray. Let her pray. There's a whole lot of folks want everybody to pray for them, but they don't want to pray for themselves. Mass communication. Well, put this, put this on the prayer list. Put this on. Well, how about you praying? I mean, really praying. What happened if there was no phone? What happened if there was no way to get to, uh, to anybody? What would you do? Well, I can't do anything. I can't, I can't pray. I got, there's, no, there's no prayer line. There's no, what about getting a hold of God? The Bible said, let him pray. Is anybody afflicted? Let him pray. But the sick, the sneezy, always coming towards me, but not going towards God. Let him pray. And if it gets bad enough, let him call for the elders. Let them pray for him. You know, people are always, always sick, especially today with all the COVID stuff. And everybody, they're afraid, and I, I'm kind of. It's just caused me to have great humor sometimes. I mean, we didn't do any of that over the flu or the or the cold or the. But man, everybody's scared. Why? Because somebody will die. Well, I know folks that's died, good friends of mine. I know folks, prayed for a lot of folks. Some of them been healed, some of them croaked. Life. I love Jesus. I'm not going to be caught. I'm not going to be caught up in a little spirit of sneeziness. Well, praise God. Well, hallelujah, anyhow. Amen. You all sleep good tonight. I'll tell you that much. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, yeah. but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God hath not given us a spirit of fear. Third spiritual dwarf. Bashful. Well, I just don't know how to talk to folks, Pastor. I, you know... I just, I'm, I'm shy and I'm introverted and all that. But they could stand at Walmart and talk to somebody they don't know for three hours about their ingrown toenail. Come on now. Post everything on Facebook negative, but can't talk about anything about the things of God. Bashful. Always got a reason why I can't. Always got an excuse for, well, I, I just, you know, I'm just, let's all praise God. Let's lift our hands. Well, I don't want to. I, I just, you know, I don't, what will people think of me? Well, 
you know, Pastor Boy, he's talking about that shouting, dancing. But you know, I, I, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm portly. You know, listen, folks. I start dancing and shouting. Three days later, I'm still moving after I've stopped. <laughs> I used to have a six pack. I got three kegs. Bashful. Boy, boy, if he'd just sung that song 15 more times, I mean, they sang all three of them about 300 times. And for some of you that's going, boy, just one more time, I'd do something. I... Bashful. And so, so you miss out on liberty. And you miss out. And the Bible says, God hath not given us a spirit of fear. He's not given us a spirit of bashfulness. He's not given us a spirit of timidity. But he's given us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. And everybody likes the power bit. Oh, I want that power. And I want that love. But the sound mind is is what controls everything. See, power without a sound mind, you end up being a dictator. You end up being an abuser. Love without a sound mind, it ends up in lust and it ends up in uncontrolled feelings. But the sound mind is what controls all of that. And a sound mind means a disciplined mind. That's why God's not giving you a spirit of fear because back there I got a disciplined mind and it controls my emotions and it controls the power and it controls the love and I'm not just going to go put it all out there somewhere and I'm not just going to go do everything I want to do. I got some sound mind principles. So these spirits that would try to come upon people, intimidate, scare, fear, I don't know how many times I saw that verse on church signs all over the United States last year. It's a, never mind. I don't have time for that. I don't even know what district that thought was from. Number four, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, yeah. for they are foolishness unto him. Yeah. Neither can he know them, yeah. because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man. Preach like this, even here among us. Some people listening. Matter of fact, some of the reasons why some of them may be listening is because of some of the things I've been preaching. I'll listen, but I can control what I listen to, and I can check out when I want to. And nobody, nobody can see what I'm doing. I like the feeling, but I don't want the relationship. So this, this type of folks that they, the Bible says they, they can't get it because, because they're in the natural man. And that we call, we call that spirit dopey. Foolishness. It's foolishness to them. Ha, ha, ha. We just play. Ha, you're just foolish. That's, just, that's stupid. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. Isn't it funny how folks do that with life? I, I ain't nobody going to tell me to do. I'm getting out of this house. I'm moving out. Nobody's telling me what to do. Uh-huh. Good. Then you get a boss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I, you know what? I, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I'm going to get married. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> tell me how that works out. 
Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to have kids. It's like a guy I had, had work for me one time. He come up to me. He said, he said, uh, he said, uh, I want to own a business like you. And I said, yeah. He said, yeah, so I can tell people what to do. I said, do yourself a favor and don't get in a business. He said, what do you mean? I said, that's all I have is people telling me what to do. I walk in their house. I say, what do you, how do you want this painted? What color you want it? I, and I got to do what they want me to do. And if I don't do it right, I don't get paid. So my life is in submission. But the fool... Those that are foolish, it's just human reasoning. I ain't got time for that. But they want to dabble in spiritual things. As long as the Spirit doesn't threaten them to change them. As long as I, as I they, they, want, they want what in the world today is called a friends with benefits relationship. They want to just hook up with Jesus. Heal my body. Give me a job. Take care of my rent. Do this for me. But I ain't living for you. I'll hook up with you at a church service. But I'm going to go do whatever I want to do. It's a spirit that comes upon people. Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man. Yeah. Everyone, hold on. Everyone say inexcusable. Without excuse. Oh, I believe the word of God. If I had started here, and I've done it many times across the nation. How many believe this is the word of God? Hands are, oh, I believe it. Until, until the word of God crosses what you like to do. Amen. Then all of a sudden it's, well, it doesn't mean that. Well, if it doesn't mean that there, then it doesn't mean anything you think it means and the stuff you like. You can't have it one way and not the other. The Bible said you are unexcusable without excuse. Read. Whosoever thou art that judgest, yep. but wherein thou judgest another, right? thou condemnest thyself, for thou that judgest doeth the same things. Yes. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that thou judgest them which do such things? And doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God. So, the carnal, the foolish, the worldly, they know, they know a couple verses. And one of them is, don't judge. And they'll even go to this verse right here. See, the Bible says, don't judge. Well, no, it says, don't judge unless understanding that you're going to be in the same judgment that you meet. In other words, I better, if I'm going to make a judgment, I better be living it because the same judgment I make it, I got to live by. So I said, well, man, you're, you, what, what, are you trying to brainwash us or something? And, I, and I'll just help everybody out here. And everybody's listening. Yes, I'm doing my best to brainwash everybody in the building. I'm not even, I'm just not even, I'm, the Bible said having our minds washed by the water of the word. So I'm just giving you the Bible. Hopefully it's washed in your mind. If you walk out with a mind that's unwashed and you walk out with the natural carnal mind, it's not my fault, it's the Word's fault. I'm just telling you what the Word says. Don't judge me. I'm not. I'm reading a Bible verse to you. I'm telling you what the Scripture says. I'm under the same thing. 
It's not my opinion. But this judgment, you get doctors. That's the next spirit, doc. Got the answer for everybody's problem, but their own. Well, if it was me, it's kind of like them folks know how to raise everybody's kids but their own. Or people that's never done anything, they know how to do it. I need, I need, to, I need to hurry. Oh, God. Read Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice in the Lord. Everyone say rejoice. rejoice. Sometimes, every once in a while, when I get a raise, when I feel, when I feel good, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Grumpy. Grumpy people. Negative people. They can, see, they can see a dark cloud behind every silver lining. <laughs> They're the type of folks, you say, we're going to have revival. Well, that's what they said the last time. We didn't have nothing. They'll, they'll, read, they'll read about David and he gets five stones. They say, well, if you had any faith, you'd only got one. And you're over there, you can't find any. Nobody liked that here. Grumpy folks. We're a happy people. Yes, we are. I'm so glad Jesus looked like the crane broke and dropped you. Grumpy is a spirit. Never can make them happy. They're going to find something wrong with everything. Folks, the singing's going on, people getting delivered, and somebody's out there, well, they had it too loud. It was too hot. It was too cold. It was too this. It was too that. Well, I'm looking for a church to go to that'll make me comfortable. Honey, we're not going to church to be comfortable. We're going there to be saved. If it's too hot, fine, I'll deal with it. If it's too cold, fine, I'll deal with it. If it's a little loud, fine. If I can't hear, none of that matters. Just get me to heaven. Just don't let me be one of them spiritual dwarfs. Don't let me be a Snow White. God, I want to be a child of God. I don't care what I got to go through. Just get me all the way to heaven. Spirits that can always find fault with everything. Comparing everything. Well, how come this is like that? I you want fairness. Let me just tell you, God isn't fair. He's just, but he ain't fair. I want, I, want, I want it like this person over here. God may not want that for you. Godliness with contentment. Godliness with contentment. I've seen folks, they got the, they got the dress standard stuff and they even got a little Holy Ghost. They have some godliness, but no contentment. You got to have both. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Oh, God, I'm so thankful for whatever I got. I'm thankful, Lord, for what you've done for me. Godliness with contentment is great gain. James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, 
and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. The last spirit, happy. Not a happy as in contentment, but nothing serious to them. Nothing sacred to them. Nothing's holy to them. And so there's no submission. I'll just do what I want to do. <laughs> I just laugh. They're the mockers. They got. They got a. They, they just. Everything's a joke to them when it comes to the things of God. They're double-minded. The Bible says, "Purify your heart, ye double-minded." They're the. They're, they're those that. Oh, I'm going to make a commitment to God, but it really doesn't mean a lot. I can make it at the moment. But I can turn right around and walk away from it and not think of it again. I, I, I'm not talking about those because it's easy to get in condemnation right there. You may have some new converts here or whatever. Folks go, man, I just messed up yesterday. Or I doubled my, no, no, no. You, you're falling. Get back up and keep going. You're here. Thank God you're here. Amen. But if you're one of those that you've made commitments to God, you made a vow to God and you just so easily turn away from it. That's double-mindedness. Yes. So easily dissuaded to go. And it's not going to be long before you're, you're just happy. But you're not happy for God. You become a mocker and a scoffer. And the scripture said the solution to that is humble yourself. Humble yourself. Repent. Turn around. God, I'm not going to be a dwarf. I'm not going to be snow white. God, I want the white of holiness. I want to serve you with my whole heart. That song says, with my whole heart, I'm going to love you. With my whole heart, I'm going to give it to you. Touch my heart. Every secret part. Wholehearted. In love with you. I wonder if there's anybody here that wants to be that way. Oh, I know this is different for revival service. I'm going to tell you what, this is just as important as last night. The reason, well, I'm not going to go there right now. Would you just lift your hands all across the building right now? Jesus. God, you see folks here, Lord. And bodies are tired, God. We've, we've went a while tonight, Lord. God, you tried to help us, Lord, and draw us into a spirit of praise and worship. And yet, God, you still wanted your word to make entrance into our hearts, our minds, our spirits. God, we love you. 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 Would you stand with me right now? You and God, you and God know this from the youngest to the oldest. Whether or not there's areas in your life that this message is hit. Would you lift your hands to the Lord? 
If you know, God, here's some things I'm struggling with. God, forgive me. Come on, talk to the Lord. Tell him. God, I'm not interested in being trapped in spirits. God, that would stop me from being everything you'd have me to be. God, I don't want to get caught up in rebellion. I don't want to get caught up in all that, God. God, whatever I got to do, whatever I got to do, I'm going to be submitted. God, I'm going to be submitted to you. I'm going to be submitted to the pastor. I'm going to submit myself to your word. Oh, that's right. Thank God for honest young people. Thank God for some families that the Spirit's moving in a mighty way, right? God, whatever I got to do, God, look down deeply into my heart. God, when I leave this place, God, I know you're moving on my heart. I'm going I'm to tell you I'm sorry. I'm going to repent, but I know I got to do something with it when I leave here. God, let your Spirit help us in such a way here tonight that God, this message echoes in our minds throughout the rest of this week. God, that those, oh Lord, that are struggling with some of these areas, God, when it starts to come again, God, they reach back and say, no, no, no. No, 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 I made a vow. I made a commitment. I'm cutting some things off. I'm cutting some things out. Oh, hallelujah. You know what? I I understand the time, but I feel like there's some folks that want to pray. If you want to come and pray, would you just come stand around this altar here? Come on. Everybody that would, that wants to, I want you to come stand. Lift your hands. Let's take a few moments. Let this word sink. Come on. Come on. God, humble. Humble myself under your hand, God. God, more than anything, above all else, I must be saved. Come on, young man, really pray. The Holy Ghost is reaching for you. I'm not going to you yet, but the Spirit's trying to help you. Oh, awake, awake, awake under righteousness. Oh, how I love you, Jesus. Come on. Come on, the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is helping us. Oh, God, God, I don't want to dabble in spiritual things. And when the time comes that I have to really confront a spirit, uh, God, I don't have enough there to defeat it, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I'm not looking, God, for just a touch. God, I'm looking for a change. I'm looking for a change. I'm looking for a change. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, the Spirit will change you, but you have to make up your mind to let Him. He won't do any more in your life than what you allow Him to do. God, God, every spirit, every attitude. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. 
I love you, Jesus. That's right, church. Come on. Jesus, 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 Jesus. God, the influences that I've allowed, God. God, when I go home, when I go home, God, I'm going to look at every one of my contacts. God, I'm going to look at the friends. I'm going to look at the likes and the favorites. God, I'm going to begin to let you search every part of my heart and life. Every avenue of it, Jesus. Because I want to serve you. And I will. I will. I will. I will. I will. While you're praying, listen to me here just for another few moments. The Bible does not record that the band was ever delivered from the demonic spirit. But seven sons getting defeated by that spirit in man struck fear in the heart of the church. And they repented. And they began to go home and clear things out and get rid of things. Whatever I got to do, God. And the Bible said the fear of the Lord came on them. And the word of God grew and prevailed mightily that's where we're headed I said that's where we're headed when you leave this service tonight I want everybody in here to search your hearts, your homes your cars, whatever God I want to draw so close to you because of what you're doing I don't want anything to get in the way of it I don't want, there, there, there's something, there, there's a, this is, 
This is not preacher or evangelist hyperbole or buildup, but there's something moving very special here. And I may not be here to see it all just totally go through, but I'm going to do what I can with what God has me doing right now. And if you'll listen to this preacher, God, I ain't going to be Snow White. I'm not going to get crossways, not in the middle of all this. I don't want to do, I want to be, I don't want to be one of those that's responsible for slowing it down. So does that mean I got to be perfect? No, none of us here are. But I'm striving. I want to do the best I can. God, I just want to do the best I can. And if I mess up, I'm sorry, God, I'm going to do the best I can. Don't stop. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. Thank you, God, for your wonderful people. Thank you, Lord, for every guest and visitor that's here. God, for your word, Lord, has made entrance, God, in a different way tonight. I pray, God, you'd bless their time. Give everybody here good rest in their bodies, their minds, and their spirits. But not, God, at the expense of not dealing with them, Jesus. God, we ask you, Lord, to help us to draw closer to you. We love you. We worship you. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let's love him together.